A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Rumble. Now Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chopper Fequinell, and today I'm joined by Randy Andy Datsun. Hi, Chopper. How are you? I'm all right, mate. How are you doing? I'm. I'm. My legs hurt. Uh, mm. My back hurts. My feet hurt. But it's all worth it. Um, Absolutely. For those who are unaware, Andy, do you want to tell the people why your legs hurt so much? I will tell the people, Pete. Thank you for introducing me. Uh, so I am currently uh, two days into a charity walk that I'm doing. So I've got a few. I've got uh, until next Sunday off work, um, and the plan for me is to walk 500 kilometers. Uh, it was the less uh, popular of the proclaimers' hits, um, but uh, I will walk 500 kilometers. And no more. Um, but uh, yes, so I'm raising money for a charity called the Al Mustafa Welfare Trust, which works with uh, poor people, uh, mainly in South Asia, in Pakistan. Uh, for those who don't know, I am, I'm dating a uh, girl who grew up there. Um, I call her a woman because she's not a girl, I guess. <laughs> uh, she's older than me. Um, she and she has sort of. In, in the sort of the two years that we've been together, kind of talked about sort of how it was when she was back then. It just sort of inspired me to, to try and make a difference because it is one of the, the poorest countries in the world. And so any money raised will go to support orphanages, to support healthcare, uh, to get people uh, off the streets and just general kind of help, helping society. Uh, and is it's not, it's a, it's a decently sized charity, but it's not the biggest. So any any kind of money will do go a, a very very long way. So thank you to everyone who has donated already. It's been very uh, kind of you. I think we raised about six hundred pounds so far. Um, I've got a lofty goal of of two thousand, but I, I I believe 
I believe we can get there. So if you uh, do want to donate, um, then you can head over to my Twitter page and at Andy Datsun WT and click on the link in my pinned tweet. Or if you're old fashioned, you can go to uh, what's what's the link? Um, just uh, justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash Andy hyphen 500. Uh, but yes, and uh, I may be making some appearances on podcasts in the coming week to to plug that. So if you if you if you if you're already bored of me and just want to get rid of me, then donate and I'll stop doing it. Nice. Um, so yeah, great cause. Really, really proud of you, man. You're, you're doing Thanks. you're doing good stuff. Well, really appreciate that. Let's but, hurt. <laughs> but now that we've inflated Jerico a little bit too much, let's yeah. talk about SmackDown. Uh, where the first thing we're going to be talking about is a really crazy Jey Uso on this episode. He went a bit nuts and did this whole sort of rampage thing. It was Grey cool. Uso. Should've let's talk about it. Man. Yeah, let's talk about it. Here's the show. The first thing we're going to be talking about today on this SmackDown review is Jay Uso, who is really, really good. Spoilers. Um, the past, he's main evented now the past four episodes of SmackDown. And according to um, a report, I believe from uh, Wrestling News, might be wrong with that. Yeah. Um, they're saying that they're trying to elevate through this whole kind of head of the table storyline. Obviously, Roman is the most important figure they're trying to protect through it, but they're also trying to elevate both Jay and Jimmy Uso once Jimmy comes back to the next level in WWE. And I think they're doing a pretty bloody good job of it, especially on this episode, which started off with uh, Rome, uh, Jay Uso coming out first and kind of hyping up Roman's victory. He's all pumped despite the men's Survivor Series team losing that he was a part of. He was super pumped up because Roman beat Drew and that was the most important thing. And he's saying he's the head of the table. He's the best of the best. And then Roman comes out and despite him hugging Jay Uso at Survivor Series after Jay came back, after he told him to go home, um, he took a completely different tact on this one and was just like, I didn't ask you to come out. I didn't ask for your help. I told you to go home. Why were you out there? And cut this really like scathing promo on him uh, about how he's like a, 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 or what was it? Some bitch begging for Thanksgiving leftovers. And I was like, okay. Yes. I <laughs> quite yeah, harsh. I am really inter- I'm going to make myself taller. I feel like I'm, I look really short compared to you now. There we go. Um, I, I'm the head of the table, Pete. I am genuinely so intrigued as to where what the kind of end goal is for this. I know because I know that they keep ripping up scripts from SmackDown again. There was another report that it was just a mess backstage yesterday, which I think is probably for quite a lot of the show. But I don't think it is going to be for these segments. I think these are like the the show is this segment is always going to be there. And then the rest of the stuff is probably what was a mess. And you could sort of see that in in parts of the show. But I just don't know where this is going. And that's really exciting because I you, you sort of feel like at some point Jay's gonna snap. Like, but because he had because they've already had the whole Jay versus Roman stuff. They had the Jay is now joining Roman, is like talking him up. But Roman's character is that while he's kind of, yeah, you're my family but 
you've got to do the things that I say. Like I, I am the chief here. You, you've got to do what I say, otherwise that there's going to be problems. And the whole report is that that Jimmy's coming back any time now. Um, I think the report a few months ago was that it was sort of January, um, so we could see him back for the Rumble or sooner. Um, will they team up to to try and take out Roman? Will I don't know. Will they try and bring in? other sort of Samoan wrestlers? Because, I mean, that's not like there's a shortage of Anawais in, in the wrestling world. I mean, I think uh, one of their cousins is in MLWROH at the moment. Um, Probably, yeah. Yeah, I think that's kind of, I think it's his, I think it's his cousin who, uh, Jacob, no, I'm making that up. There's another, there's another Fatu, I think. So it would be mm-hmm. like a, a Rikishi's uh, very close relative. Um but yeah, I just, I don't know how they're gonna kind of complete this story because you sort of you sort of think well well Roman I think what they want is Roman Roman Rocket at WrestleMania I think is there's their kind of dream, but if that can't happen, what's going to happen with the Usos? Because are they just going to be aligned with Roman forever, or are they going to turn on him? But then you're going to have to be like, well, do they beat Roman? Because that's difficult to book, or is Roman going to beat them? Because then, what position does that leave them in? Um, I feel like that's more likely that they kind of eventually get sick of Roman trying to belittle them, um, and then they turn on him, and then they still lose like valiantly, and then they just become a tag act again. Um, because I think they're doing the end goal is to make Roman the biggest star in the world, which they are doing a good job of right now, but. And I'm really positive about it. This isn't me being negative. I'm just really intrigued as to where where they're going to go next, especially as sort of Jay is actively trying to put Roman over, but he's not doing it in exactly the right way that Roman wants. And that's another really interesting point. It's like Roman has a really specific idea of how he needs to be portrayed. Um and it's just, it's just fascinating, and and everyone is playing their part. Jay's so conflicted. He's like, I was just trying to do the right thing, and he's really upset that he's like annoyed Roman. Um, it's almost like when you upset your parents, and then they're like, you know that they still they still love you, but you feel really bad anyway because they've kind of had that that talk with you and that voice that you don't like. And Paul Heyman's there, not doing much, but kind of doing his Paul Heyman stuff. And you're like, oh man, this whole segment's great. And then and then out comes out comes like just just everyone in this whole show played their part to make Jay look amazing. And that's my promo. Nice, yeah. So <laughs> so Roman cut this promo uh on Jay Uso saying that yeah he's some bitch begging for Thanksgiving leftovers. Um that's how he's making Roman feel right now. And he doesn't like how he's making him feel. And yeah, like, like you said, I'm super intrigued to where the story is going. I think at some point the turn is going to be Jimmy and Jay will cost Roman a big match, perhaps at WrestleMania or something. There'll be a big turn during the match. And that will be the big like, oh, they finally turned on him moment. Um, whether that gets followed up afterwards, I I don't think I'd want it to. Because like you said, it'd be difficult to book because it would be kind mm. of two on one, which is, you know, uh, the antithesis of the booking you want but yeah 
I, I'm still super duper into this. Um, but Jay looks absolutely like despondent. He's like, I, I can't believe like I've upset Roman again. I'm I'm the worst. He kind of loses it. Um, but uh, Roman was saying like, you need to make people fear you because mm. they don't fear you. And he was saying, you know, he, he was saying he lost control of the men's Survivor Series team. But then Roman just cut across him to be like, you lost control of the Survivor Series team because they don't fear you. And if they don't fear you, they don't respect you. And I've told you before, if they don't respect you, they don't respect me and they don't respect our family. It's mm. just the way he just works it into his own kind of mindset is brilliant. And yeah, Jay, Jay just completely loses it. And uh, and essentially he wants to make people fear him. So the next thing that happens is Otis comes out for a match against Ken Corbin. Uh, Jay walks past him off uh, past the ramp as Otis is coming out. But then he runs back out with a chair in hand and just goes mental on Otis. Yeah. Just starts smashing him with his chair again and again. And you can see the emotion he's selling on his face as he's doing it is absolutely brilliant stuff. And yeah, he just completely snaps and just hits Otis over and over and over again with his chair. It was great. I, th I thought what Otis did, a, like he didn't, like he was just there to be hit by a chair, but I thought he did a really good job of being hit by a chair. Like totally, he's got, yeah. he, without kind of sounding like I'm saying, well, he's fat, but he's got the body shape to make chair shots sound amazing because um, mm. he's kind of broad and like the the emotion on him, Otis screaming in pain. Mm -hmm. uh, it was great. One quick little point on what we were talking before what fancy booking but like what if like the, the like the rock appears at royal rumble or something like that and then sort of a feud and feud and feud the usos then decide to try like they're like oh who is the biggest dog pun intended and they align with with the rock ahead of wrestlemania because they're like oh no i think he's the he's the, the biggest bully in the, in the playground, but then that could be how then Roman still wins. And I think that could kind of really, that would put him over so hard. But so it that's would. just my, that's my fancy. Um, that's my fantasy. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I really, really like this. And, uh, you sort of thought, okay, well, cool. He's, he's shown his, his emotion. Um, but that was not the end of Ooh, his rampage, no, not by a long shot. No. Uh, so we, we saw him later. There was a match that took place between Sami Zayn and Daniel Bryan, which we'll talk about later. Mm. Uh, but the very end of that match was Sami Zayn running away up the ramp, Daniel Bryan running after him, um, going kind of backstage, and the cameras are just looking at the referee, just counting them out. Mm. Sami Zayn sprints back in, gets back into the ring before the count of 10, which I'll talk about later because that was genius. Um and the referee counts out Daniel Bryan, but Daniel Bryan's nowhere to be seen. So we're like, well, why didn't Bryan run back? What's going on? Camera cuts backstage, and it's just Jey Uso on top of Daniel Bryan, just going ham wailing in gorilla position. Him. Just absolutely wailing I away mean, on him. Exactly the same style that Roman did to him at Clash of Champions. Love the callbacks to it. It's just him just going nuts on Bryan. Yeah. So good. Um, one for continuity purposes to give Brian a reason to not look stupid, to not run back mm. out to the ring. Uh, and also to further this whole Jey Uso going crazy thing. And also Kevin Owens comes to make the save on Daniel Bryan, kind of gets Jay away from him. And Jay just says, you know where I am. Let's go. Like, And and also oh. Daniel yeah. Bryan is supposedly facing Roman Reigns at Royal Rumble. Right. So that's another little wrinkle. Like everything about this was great. But uh, 
to be honest, I think someone's been in the SmackDown writing team to watch this Scooby-Doo because that's the classic thing. Two people run into a room. One person runs back <laughs> out again. Um, but yeah, no, the, the timing on that, I don't know whether that was edited to look to be perfect timing, but uh, is it Jessie? Oh, I don't know her name. I almost call her Jessie Cave, but I feel like that's the person who plays Lavender Brown. Jessie, Jessica Carr. Jessica, Jessica Carr, that's Carr. right, yes. Um, I knew it was like something close to to my Harry Potter. Um, my Harry Potter. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was really, it's just the whole thing was really well timed. And then the main event between, which, sorry, the main event was made um, by Adam Pearson. Adam Pearson, sorry, Adam Pearson. You keep Pierce. doing that. Definitely not the GM. I know you're watching. Adam Pearson. Comment uh, how you how you got the job. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so Adam Pearce made the match between Jay and... Um, and Kevin Owens, Kevin for, Owens for, the, yeah. for the for the main event, and that was a great match. Oh, and it was had a great match! Killer sort of finish as well. Um, mm-hmm. The match itself was great. There was an awesome uh, brain buster. There was this so it looks so brutal. Was, off. Yeah, so the, the, the brain buster itself, just to to touch on it briefly, because it, it's like kind of like uh, you know the the steam package power driver, mm. except he kind of just got him up and just hit his neck on his knee, and I was like. Ow. <laughs> yeah. That would hurt. Um, and there was like just a spot. There was Kevin Owens jumped off the off the apron. Um and Jay kind of I think realized that hey, I might not be able to put him away here, but what I want to do is show Roman that I'm just wanna make people fear me. So he just grabs a chair, gets himself disqualified, and just wails on Owens. But ingeniously they don't just have owens finishing the show just going like oh my arm that really hurt they have him come back and start wailing on jay with a chair and that puts him over for the tlc match because it's a chair um this is how you build a feud and they're doing it so well and you just again what's one of those things i know this is just me being negative about other things but it's like you can do really good storylines wwe (laughs) you're really good at it when you do yeah. it properly. Um, and, and Owens' comeback, just to, to touch on that briefly, his comeback after Jay starts wailing away on Owens for a while with the chair, Reigns is watching backstage on the TV with Heyman. By the way, Heyman, during the the opening promo and during this, like doesn't take his eyes off Reigns the entire time. He's just watching Reigns. He's not even watching the match. He's just watching Reigns. And he understands what's happening in the match via Reigns' facial reactions to it. Mm. Heyman doesn't do much, but goodness me, that's amazing. Um, Kiss. Exactly, yes. And then, yeah, after Jay is wailed away on him with the chair for a while, Owens comes back, hits a stunner on Jay, starts hitting him with the chair, kind of takes all the stuff off the announce table and it's going ham. And he he says down the lens, talking directly to Roman, he's like, why aren't you coming out? He's your family. Come on, this is all fit. Where are you? I want to see you come. If you've got something to say to me, come say it to my face. So it stuns Jay again. Goes out to the commentary table, sits at the head of the commentary table. Brilliant touch, Kevin. And then, yeah, and he says, fine. And he puts his feet up. He's like, I'll be waiting. And I was like, that's such a good way to end the show. Like, I, my God. Yeah, I, I, I just, I, I trust them to, to not do this, but I, I kind of hope that, I mean, he's not going to, beat Roman at TLC because that's no. presumably where this is going but I just hope that they don't just have him as a really good challenger and then forget about him like they often do with with Kevin Owens because that, that would be a, 
uh, a real shame. I mean, there was that segment a few weeks ago where Owens was like trying to tag with Brian and stuff like that. So, and if Brian's the, the opponent for for Royal Rumble, they could have them two as a partnership, and they're both amazing. So I, I could definitely sort of buy into that for a while, um, yeah. and then have them face off at at WrestleMania or something like that uh, eventually yeah. down somewhere down the line. But yeah, it's just all all really good, and you kind of yeah. or. You, no matter what Heyman does, you always wonder when when's Brock coming back, and the way he's always watching Roman, it's like, is this going to end at SummerSlam where Brock comes back and Heyman's like, Roman, I was watching you for a year. I know exactly how to beat you now, and it's like, kind of, I just, there's just so many possibilities, and I just. There are very rare that wrestling sort of like makes me kind of like oh my god what, what is going what's going to happen? happen what's going to happen and not and not in kind of like oh my god what's going to happen now <laughs> it's a it's a holy poo what mm. is what is going to happen now A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. (laughs) 
Do you like wrestling? Do you like improv? Do you like role-playing games? And you'll love No Rolls Barred, presented by the WrestleTalk Podcast Network. Six players come together to create a fictional wrestling promotion, roll dice, and create the kind of insanity that real companies can only dream of creating. Can Tony the Milkman survive the twilight of his career and still find time to care for his wrestling son? Can the Denimatrix overcome the vicious apex and achieve total denimation? Can brothers Golden Joe and Silver Bro coexist as a tag team before they combust? Find out now with the wrestling show that everyone's talking about. No Rolls Bard is available wherever you get your podcasts and only presented on the WrestleTalk Podcast Network. We now need to say thank you to some very special people, and those are our $25 and above pledge hammers on Patreon. If you've not head on headed over to our Patreon page yet, you should. Uh, we're going to have Wrestle Talk After Dark going up, I think, this week has already gone up, oh, I want to no. say, or no. maybe Monday. I'm, I'm sorry, I've been off this week, so I don't know. Me too. Um, but but uh, yeah, WrestleTalk After Dark will be coming at some point. Loads of other bonus perks as well. If you uh, pledge at the $25 tier or above, you get your own custom wrestling nickname, and it gets read out on a show much like this one. So thank you to Order of Merit Whitelow. Woo! Oh, thank you very yeah. much. The beauty, not the beast, Lynn Bell. Woo! Yes, thank you very much. Raul, see you later, Laver. Uh, yes, thank you very much. Awesome. WrestleTalk's personal problem solver, Jamie Donovan. Woo, yes, thank you very much. Kevin, wake him, wake him. Woo, uh, thank you very much. What? Really imaginative. The cleaner, Kenny Shaw. Woo, yes, thank you very much. The blacksmith, Jason Smith. Woo, uh, thank yeah. you very much. The wand chooses the wizard. Carol Wands, my yeah. best friend. Thank you very much. And yes, that is the ones chooses. Yes, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Not uh, correct. P- Pierce, Red Beard Rowan. Woo! Oh, Thank you very much. Awesome. Geordie, website. Wet. Geordie, West Side Story. <laughs> I love Wet Side Story. It's my favorite. Yeah. Uh, M- Michael Jensen Radio. Woo! Oh. Thank you very much. And finally, for today, and the last one of the month. Here comes the money. Fred Buckland. Woo! Yes, thank you very I think much. The last one for the first time in a while. Yeah, I know, yeah. But anyway, yeah. I feel like we've we've done that segment. So should yes. we should we uh, do a, a cheap plug we should yes because before we get into the uh the rest of the show real quick plug for you because it's black friday yesterday we've still got a good old deal on over on wrestleshop.com you can get the bundle of what you can see on the screen if you're watching the uh the video version of this on youtube a wrestle talk mug a wrestle talk t-shirt and a wrestle talk hoodie for the low low price of 49.99 down oh, from 63 pounds i really really want that mug in fact I think I might be able to just. Oh! Whoa! You took it from the screen. That's wow. amazing. What a mug! This mug can hold anything. It can hold liquids. It can hold 
solid. It can hold. Uh, look, what? Watch this. Mm-hmm. It can hold a pen. It Whoa! Can, it can. It can hold another glass. That's um, crazy. It can hold a microphone. Um, that's that's so crazy, man. Biscuits. Anyway, if you head on over to WrestleShop.com, <laughs> if you head over to WrestleShop.com for the Black Friday deals, we've got a bunch of other deals as well, but we've got this as well is the, is the featured one of the WrestleTalk bundle um, mm. of the WrestleTalk logo hoodie, the WrestleTalk logo t-shirt and the mug, $49.99 down from £63. So go over there and get it. Plus there's loads of other cool stuff on WrestleShop.com as well. Like, you know, Jam That Jam t-shirts mm. and supporting the Ollie Authority and stuff like that. The stuff you all really want. Mm. go and check out the shop it's great so let's talk about the rest of the show um so yeah the opening segment was that jay so roman reigns and otis thing we spoke about before um what happened next was uh dolph ziggler and robert rude came out and called out the street profits the promo was fine nothing too special but it was them just saying we want to face the street profits street profits came out and said fine we'll face you we beat the new day at survivor series we're on a high right now we can face you that's fine non-title match um and the match itself was again fine it was some good action this promo could literally have been street profits who else is there um like you want to have a you want to have a match who else are you gonna face are cesaro and nakamura still on smackdown I don't even know anymore. Like, did one of them get traded? Yeah. I think they are still on there. Yes, they are. I mean, I haven't seen them for ages. Uh, I do actually think Nakamura's contract expires in January. I might be wrong about that, but mm. I don't know how much longer he's going to be around. If, if, if he likes it over here, but I, I wouldn't blame him if he left. Um, yeah. yeah, the match was, was fine. Uh, it was... I guess Rude and Ziggler win. Um, but if they had to win, I guess it had to be via SmackDown's most deadly finisher, the roll-up, because then that's not them winning clean. Um, but you it, do it what... is them winning clean. But yeah, it's it, not... is them win- it is them it's winning clean. It's not a clean, decisive it's, victory. It's, yeah, it's not them hitting a finisher and being like, well, look, we yeah. beat you because we are better than you. It's we beat you because we rolled you up. But I do worry that this is going to be the match at TLC and the match at the Royal Rumble, and the match at Fastlane, and the match at Elimination Chamber, and the match at... Because uh, there really are not a lot of teams left. Yeah. You, I, I guess I guess if we're talking about Brian and Owens, they could start teaming, but Hopefully it's just going to be... Hopefully the Usos, once yeah, Jimmy comes it's, back. It's going to be a bunch of Franken teams. Oh, I could absolutely see the Usos winning, and then aligning with, and still being with Roman, and then all then the whole Samoan dynasty having. I mean, that's that's. I don't know why I don't think of that. That's obviously gonna, what's going to happen. But for now, you wonder like, is this just going? Are we just going to have Street Profits versus Ziggler Root every week for the next two months? It's or some combination of them in singles matches and such. Yes, probably. Um, yeah, the the um, there was a weird bit in Dawkins's promo where he started off where he said that Rude can only grow facial hair above his upper lip. And I was like, he has a beard. Like, right now. What? Is that an insult I'm not familiar with? Is that... Upper what lip. is that? He can only grow facial hair above his upper lip. And I was like, what? Let, let us let us know in the comments if you know what, why that's an what, insult. What, what is that? Why Interestingly, is that a, I can grow facial insult? hair everywhere. 
part from my upper lip. I can grow it there, but it 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 it's sort of takes a while. Does that? Yeah, like, a, like a sort of Zoidberg thing. Um, yeah, but it was quite a fast-paced match. There was some good psychology. Uh, Montez Ford missed a frog splash pretty early, and then Rudin Ziggler just worked over his ribs for basically the whole match. Later on, Ford then hit another frog splash, but couldn't capitalize quick enough to get the pin because his ribs hurt, which again, nice continuity. I like the psychology in the match. And then after that, Ziggler managed to hit a super kick onto Dawkins. Um, and then uh, Ford got rid of Ziggler out the ring, but then Rude rolled up Ford. So yeah, Rude and Ziggler win, which is fine. Like yeah. the fact they don't have many options means they're forced into a corner and Rude and Ziggler didn't look like contenders before that. So having them beat the Street Profits in a kind of sort of dirty way, not dirty because it's a roll up, mm. it's still clean, but you know what I mean, is a way to make them more viable challenges. It's not what I would have done, but I'm okay with it on the, no. on this occasion. I'm not all, all often fans of tag teams losing. The, sorry, the, I'm not often fans of the champions losing uh for, for free for free on tv but i think this works i i've googled the insult and all it is is people on like quora like pubescent men on quora saying why can i only grow a beard on my chin and stuff like that so cool. maybe maybe it was just a throwaway line that uh, we just who knows understand. weird um after that we got a, a video package of daniel bryan and sammy zane's history obviously they were wrestlemania um opponents before so we got a recap of that brian backstage with Caleb braxton saying he's going to break Sami Zayn's delusions and he wants the intercontinental champ championship and tonight he's going to get one step closer to it mm. um we got an ad break and then Caleb braxton's back at it again this time with ray mysterio dominic mysterio Aaliyah mysterio and murphy they all come in and they're mm. like we're so happy murphy now realizes that seth rollins is terrible we're all a happy family King Corbin comes in and says, you shouldn't be a happy family. You only got one win. This is stupid. Murphy's just riding your coattails and then walks off. And I was like, that was weird. Yes, I think this, uh, I was just going to pop up a screenshot in a second, but Kayla Braxton's face was everyone in Mm. this segment. (laughs) Look at her face. She's going, "Uh, Um, so I was interviewing the Mysterios and their their new son, um, and here's Baron Corbin, who up to this point has had nothing to do with the Mysterios. No, and we're uh, supposed to have a match with Otis earlier with, in the night. Otis, and she's just going, I mean, she, Kayla Braxton, I, I, great interviewer and stuff, but she is so short. I mean, look <laughs> at her, look at her next to Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio is not tall, and Kayla oh, Braxton man. is presumably wearing heels, and she's still about three inches shorter than him. That's <laughs> who cares? Anyway, um, it says Murphy's riding Ray's coattails and walks off. This led up to a match later, which mm. was super weird, which we'll talk about in a bit. Uh, we got a recap of Taker's farewell from Survivor Series. Very nice. Then we got the Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan match, which was, again, really, really good. Shocking. It's Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan. Um, mm. There was an insane brain buster from Sami Zayn on the apron to Daniel Bryan. <laughs> yeah, don't want to say that one. That was awful. Um, and then went straight into a blue thunderbomb for a great near fall. It was a really cool uh, arm bar that Bryan put in and then yeah. really fluid transition into the yes lock, which was great. 
Um, Sammy managed to break that up, getting his foot on the bottom rope. And that's when he runs to the back because he's a coward. Uh, runs to the back. Daniel Bryan runs after him to try and get him back. They both go to the backstage area. Um, referees counting to 10. Sami Zayn sprints back in, gets back into the ring just before the 10 count so that Daniel Bryan officially loses. It's not a double count out. Daniel Bryan actually lost via count out. Sami Zayn yeah. wins. That's awesome. Sami can now gloat yeah. that he won. Sami, yeah, he's not going to say. Sami can now say that he 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 was a better man. I yep. don't know. This is completely just random, but I don't know if you sort of noticed that Brian and Sami Zayn have kind of swapped appearances. So a couple of months ago, Brian had the big bushy beard and the long mm-hmm. hair. Yeah. And Sami Zayn had the short hair and the, and the sort of short beard. And now they've yeah. completely changed. Now that now that Sami's a heel, uh-huh. and now that he's the the kind of I don't know whether it's just kind of Sam that they're sort of trying to depict like Sammy's kind of madness, should we say, sort of delusional kind of mm-hmm. I'm I'm the champion. Um, but yeah, I, I really love what Sammy's doing. Um, but do you know what I really miss? Is like I mean, I, like he was great in this match, like wrestling. But I just really wish we could just watch more Sami Zayn matches, just I like know. him wrestling properly, because yeah. some of his matches in NXT are some of my favorite matches of all time. His his match with Kevin Owens, I can't remember which takeover it was, but where he where he the referee was just forced to stop it was just one of the best wrestling matches I've ever watched. And and, and his one against Nakamura. Yeah, he's well. so good. And like he yeah. shows they, they keep showing glimpses of it. But I would love for him to kind of be this delusional heel and then for him to be up to, up against someone and for him just to have a 20-minute match with them and for it to be just an amazing match and he wins. And it's like, oh, no, that that's why he's the Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, ex- that's exactly what I was going to say, is that I hope they do a story where someone, maybe like Kevin Owens or something, tries to get the old Sammy out of him and tries to snap him out of his delusions and they force mm. him to have a really good wrestling match with someone. And then we can all see that... Oh yeah, Sami Zayn's amazing because he is one of the best wrestlers in the world. Don't yes. at me. Um, I, but he's great. The thing is, the thing with Sami is that he's great at everything he does. Whether he needs to be underdog babyface, cowardly heel, like uh, sneaky heel, devious heel, you know, any kind of facet like comedy jobber, uh, any sort of comedic role that he needs to do, he's good at everything. So that they can literally give him anything and he'll make it good, but it's just not at the same level as him being one of the best technical wrestlers in the world. Mm. Um, but he's great. Uh, so yeah, Brian then is backstage getting beat up by Jey Uso that we mentioned earlier. Uh, KO makes the save and uh, and goes to to walk after Jey Uso. And after an ad break, we see him going up to to Roman and Jay and Kevin Owens just pretty much talks directly to Roman just being like what the hell is going on you're corrupting this man you're getting in his head for someone who cares so much about family you sure treat yours like trash and then walks off excuse me um and then yeah so then Roman just kind of continues talking to Jay as if Kevin wasn't there and it's just like you know what you need to do like we'll make this happen uh, and then backstage later, Heyman speaks to Adam, Adam Pearson, Pearson. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who uh, who makes the match uh, for uh, yeah for for the main event. Um, after that, we got Bianca Belair versus Natalia. Mm. Match itself wasn't too intriguing, but what was intriguing was the feud that's coming out of it because 
Bailey came down onto commentary, um, still wearing the captain's armband from Survivor Series. Nice touch. And yeah. she's the one that's saying that Bianca ruined everything for the Women's SmackDown Survivor Series team, which is a nice little bit of heel hypocrisy because she's the one that got eliminated first. Nice one, Bailey. Um, yes. I, yeah. yeah, so obviously the match was much like beating Natalia whatever is i don't think it puts i don't think it puts bianca over as much as we think but when you've got the the main when you've got the the, the title scene the women's is is carmella so you you know carmella's not going to win um or you 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 can sort of assume carmella's not going to win so then it but if so if you're going to have that which isn't the most interesting title feud they're doing the next best thing which is to have the two other best wrestlers on the roster, which is Bailey and, and Bianca Belair, feud over who will then go on to face Sasha. In an ideal world, yes, I'm really hoping this feud is, in a sense, a number one contenders feud without it being called the number one yeah, contenders feud. Because th- that's what it. That's that's this. That has to be what they're kind of thinking about. I'd like. I don't know whether. Well, when I say has to be. That surely is what they will start to think about um, if they haven't already, because I mean, who, who else is there? Uh, like the, the Riot Squad are not going to be doing much for it seems. Uh, they were kind of just there. Tamina doesn't do anything. Billy Kay is, is just a comedy person now, doing very well at being a comedy person. Very she's good. She's not yeah. going to be a wrestler. Um, Zelina Vega's gone. So, yeah, I think this could be a match at TLC, um, which could then set up maybe Sasha versus the winner, who I think should be Bianca Belair. I think you can do Sasha Bailey again if you want Sasha to, to beat Bianca, uh, but hold off on it for at least half, like until WrestleMania season. Um, I, I actually think that this is going to be a feud for Bianca and Bailey uh, at TLC, maybe even all the way up to the Royal Rumble. But they both enter the Rumble and Bianca actually wins it. I think that would yes. be amazing to have Bianca can, win the Rumble and go on to face Banks at WrestleMania. Yeah. I can definitely, cool. definitely see um, sort of Bianca taking the Rumble. I mean, we we said that last year with Shayna Baszler and we were we were burned. But yeah, I, I think that just it, it just makes sense. Um, yeah, for, for Bianca to do that. But yeah. I, like, I feel like, like we've I, gotten I'm ahead just... of. I feel like we've got ahead of ourselves here because we didn't actually finish talking about the match and how the feud was actually set up. Oh, so let's talk sorry. about that briefly. Yeah. Where, uh, yeah, so Bailey came out on commentary. Bianca Belair was having the match with Natalia. They went to the outside. Bianca kind of got in a verbal bit with Bailey. Uh, went to punch Natalia. Natalia ducked and she punched Bailey instead. As they got back into the ring, Bailey tried to interfere in the match once again, but before she could, uh, Bianca kicked Natalia into Bailey, elbowed her off the off the apron, and then Bianca rolled up Natalia for the win. Um, so yeah, so she she kind of got the best of Bailey in, on all fronts of it. Um, but it seems like yeah, they're heading towards that Bianca Bailey feud, which I'm really into. Like you said, uh, we've got Sasha versus um, Carmella for the actual title, and now we've got Bianca versus Bailey as a undercard feud um which should in theory be setting up sasha's next challenger after carmella which i'd be well into so here's something interesting i people may have seen me looking off looking off screen but i was just looking up the odds for the 2021 mm-hmm. uh women's royal rumble who do you think is top bianca Belair. 
Sasha Banks. Hmm. Maybe she's going to lose the title to Kamala at TLC. Who knows? God, anyway, yeah, me neither. Uh, Bella yeah. isn't even in the top ten. That's weird. Um, yeah, that will probably change over time though. Um, yeah. So after that, uh, we had the weirdest match uh, mm. and the weirdest segment from this week because this was Murphy versus King Corbin, which was set up earlier. So Murphy was accompanied by. Um, all of the Mysterio family, by Ray, Dom, and well, Aaliyah. Apart from Ray's wife. Yes, Angie. Um, and then I was like, okay, sure, they're, they're continuing the whole Mysterio family thing with Murphy with them. That's yeah. fine. But King Corbin is the heel in WWE, the prototypical heel, the consummate heel. Mm. If you want a heel, rent a heel King Corbin is there for you. <laughs> And somehow the Mysterio family outhealed King Corbin. I don't know how they did it. It was insane. Ray and Dominic continually throughout the entirety of the match just got up on the apron. Constantly, for no reason. They just got up on the apron. And Corbin was like, What get off? What are you doing? Get off the yeah. apron. So then they had to. At one point, he goes for his round the turnbuckle clothesline thing that he does. And Aliyah's just standing in his way. And he's like, well, why stop it? I'm trying to yeah. wrestle. Do you mind? And I was like, I'm kind of on Corbin's side here. This is why are they doing this? Is weird. And then yeah. with like heel shenanigans, Murphy gets a win because he hits one of his knees onto Corbin. Corbin is next to the ropes. As he's getting the pin, Corbin puts his foot on the bottom rope and Dominic just pushes his foot off the rope. So then the referee counts the pin. I was like, "What's ha why are you all heels? What's happening? And then Corbin gets on the mic afterwards and was like, this isn't fair. It's four on one that you guys did heel shenanigans. I lost that. It wasn't fair. I want a rematch next week. And I'm like, yeah, I'm on Corbin's side. That was dumb. They shouldn't that have Baron done that. Baron Corbin faced her. No. So I, I wonder if what WWE was thinking is... Well, Baron Corbin, Baron Corbin always cheats. So what the Mysterio mm -hmm. family were doing was just making sure that they kind of helped their guy out before Baron Corbin got a chance to cheat. Mm -hmm. I, I wonder if that's what they're going for or whether it'll be something where, because I mean, eventually I, I, I think the match will be Murphy against Dominic or something like that somewhere down the line because it might be that Murphy's like, Guys, you got to stop helping me. Like, I can, mm -hmm. I can do this. Like, yeah. it's like you don't trust me. Like, you, you, you've said you've trust me. I, I'm, I'm with your daughter, um, but you clearly don't trust me because you keep, like, you keep helping me. Like, what, what, what is this? And then, and then they're like, oh yeah, sorry. And then like Dominic runs out at the end of like to try and help Murphy, and he's like, no, no, screw this. I've had enough of this. And then that they set up a match for some point uh yeah. down the line i feel like that's it's, kind of that's, like that's how they could work this but yeah in, in in sort of in just this enclosed space of this one show this didn't make any sense no because i i don't know what they're if they're trying to set up the mysterio family to be a heel family then i think there's definitely better people to have done it on than king corbin because mm. he is like i said like he's the consummate heel so I feel like you could have, you know, you ha could have had a, a friendly match between Murphy and Apollo Cruz, 
and then the Mysterio family are being heels to him, which makes me think that this isn't them setting up a heel family because I think they would have done it to a babyface yeah. rather than to a heel. So now I'm worried that what I think they're trying to do, which might be slightly racist of me, is they're trying to recapture some of the Eddie Guerrero heat because obviously Eddie and Ray have yeah. a very uh, strong connection and they're trying to be like, look, they cheat, but you love them. And I'm like, but I don't though, because they're just being dicks. Like it's Eddie Guerrero's character shouldn't have worked, but yeah. because of Eddie's charisma and the way he wrestled, it just did. You can't replicate that. Eddie is a once in a lifetime wrestler and a once in a lifetime character. You cannot replicate that character with anyone else because it just won't work. The psychology isn't there, and it only worked for Eddie. Yeah. And and it, don't try and it, replicate it. And it and it worked in the mid two thousands. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't work now, and especially doesn't work when there's Ray Dominic. There's there's three of them doing it basically. Mm. Um, but I just want to do a shout out to myself, uh, who called, you said last week that you thought you, that we probably wouldn't see Aaliyah on TV anymore, but here she is. Um, yep. as I yeah, said, I, I think that she's either started or will be starting wrestling training soon. Um, she could probably make loads of money out of it. Uh, and I think that yeah, like, like, like we I know this is a kind of death kiss, but we've have heard that Vince thinks she's great, um, yeah. and it helps that. So not only does Vince think she's great, her surname is well, kayfabe. Mysterio. Her surname is Mysterio. Her dad is Ray Mysterio. She's got like her family has so much history in this company. Um. I really, I, I feel like she is going to be like a, a, a WWE wrestler full time in in the next couple of years. Maybe she can be La Luchadora. Maybe, yeah. It's hmm. this segment makes me worried. Uh, yeah, because one, I don't, I don't want to see a heel Mysterio family. I mean, I, I'd kind of be intrigued to see a heel Rey Mysterio just because that's new. I, I, but... I don't know if you rem remember ages ago. There was this talk of this like Latino world order. Mm -hmm. I, I, I wonder whether that's just kind of an idea they're trying to sort of maybe because maybe. this was when there was Sincara, this was when they had Kalisto and Andrade, Andrade and, and yeah. people like that. And they were like apparently Ray sort of wanted to start that. So I, I wonder if this is kind of like, okay, well, if I can't have that, then I want my entire family to be in my faction. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that, yeah. Um, there's another really good segment backstage, though, next, which was uh, Sami Zayn running into Apollo Crews and Big E. Apollo and Big E were just kind of vibing, hanging out, as you do. Um, and backstage, there was Kayla Braxton, who was kind of behind him with the, the interview area that she's got. Um, and then Sami Zayn comes in. He's like, uh, guys, do you mind? I've got an interview with Kayla Braxton, you know, about my amazing win I just had over Daniel Bryan. It'd be great if you could get out of my way. Um, and he's saying, you know, I, I I beat Daniel Bryan in 10 seconds with the count out. Apollo, actually, I beat you with the count out. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Now you know how Daniel Bryan feels. I was like, Sammy's such a dick. I love him. Um, Apollo walks off in in anger, but then Biggie inserts himself into it. And I was like, now I'm into it. Here yes. we go. Right. Here, here's what I'm looking forward to. And Biggie's just saying, like, Sammy, your entire reign is built on a house of cards. 
it's so rickety. Like all it takes is one blow and that's just going to become, come all come crumbling down. And, uh, and then uh, S- Sammy's like, you should be applauding me right now. I don't know what, even know what you're talking about. And Biggie's like, yeah, I should be actually. And I love it. When Biggie starts applauding, Sammy's just like, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Like he's like, wait, he's I actually applauding. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then Biggie goes to shake his hand and obviously just crushes his hand in his grip um, for for a ten count as well for the counter, which was nice. Um, and when he got to five as well, loved the little throwback. He and he's as he's counting as he's holding onto his hand. He goes one, two, three, four, five. You remember the five count? Six, seven. I was like, oh, I remember the five count, Biggie. Do you? I don't know whether this happened to you, but when it, this is just me being old and jaded, but when it cut back to Big E and Apollo, like messing around, I was like, oh no, they're just going to put Big E in a tag team with Apollo Crews, <laughs> right? Because they're both black and muscly. And yeah. that's what that's something that WWE would do. Oh, I'm so glad that didn't happen. I was like, yeah. oh no, yeah. no, they've, they've given up on Big E. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so hopefully, hopefully this is the real start of the yeah. biggie. Put and I think he should win his first challenge. I I just think that should happen. I I think he should almost as much as I want to see Sami Zayn have a great match. I think they could they could either have to do it play it where Biggie just dominates and just crushes Sami Zayn, or they could just have a really good match and, and Biggie wins. I don't think either way. I think that would be good. Um, what what I'd really like because they're also inserting Daniel Bryan into this sort of mix is they have a triple threat at TLC and Biggie wins by beating Sammy so that Bryan's protected if he wants to go on to uh, face Roman at Royal Rumble for the Universal Title, um, but also Biggie gets his big win and Sammy loses at mm. TLC, so it kind of protects all of them. And I think it would be an amazing match because as we've seen for from something like a Clash of Champions triple threat ladder match with Sammy, AJ, and Jeff was awesome. So if they could do another triple threat ladder or a triple threat tables match or something, I think that'd be great. Like, yeah, just why not? And, I think it'd be awesome. Yeah. And like, like I mentioned earlier, Big E is the favorite to win the Royal Rumble still. So mm. um, that, again, that might change, but right mm. now it would. I think it'd be a great call. Even him winning as the Intercontinental Champion, I think it'd be great because one, it would yeah. really elevate the Intercontinental Championship for starters. It'd be great. Have you, but also, have you seen the size of Biggie? How on earth could anyone <laughs> eliminate that man? I know. How would anyone so, eliminate Biggie? Um, uh, yeah, you've got to win. We'll we'll whiz through the last few bits because we are yeah. going to go over on time, I think. But uh, there's, an, there's another uh, really funny bit from Billy Kay here, where it cut back to the commentators. They were saying about what's coming up next. Billy Kay slides in on a chair uh, with a headset on, and saying that she's going to be on commentary now. You can see on her resume. Uh, she has an extensive background in talking, uh, mm. which I thought was a great line. Uh, and then a rare moment of brilliance from Michael Cole, of all people, who they just kind of went in silence as Billy Kay was like, so I'll take over from here. And she like looked really excitedly from one to the other. Michael Cole just looks up to the camera and it was just like, just cut, 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 yeah. cut, cut, cut the feed, cut the cameras. I was like, oh my God, that's such a brilliant moment. I genuinely laughed out loud at that moment. It was very funny. Um, Billy Kay's really funny. I like it. Yeah. Even if this isn't leading anywhere, I like having a laugh. It took like 30 seconds. That's fine. I don't care. That's great. Um, and then final thing we're talking about, uh, which happened before the main event, was a Carmella promo backstage. Um, she had like a 
sort of like uh, video package type deal where she was narrating over over some clips of it. Yes. And it's basically a classic heel turn promo from Carmella saying that, you know, I used to have the spotlight and I had the title and the fans, but then I started doing things for the fans and putting on the smile for the happy faces and I lost myself along the way. And now I'm doing things for me again, um, which is fine. Uh, nothing wrong with that necessarily. Um, and then she she goes to to snap to to end the promo, but it doesn't end. What's happening? She goes again and it doesn't end. And then uh, a hand comes into the shot that's carrying a glass of champagne. And then it, it turn and you can see on the knuckles, it's got the boss thing on it that Sasha Banks wears. Yeah. It's Sasha Banks. Well, hey, she throws the champagne and she beats up Carmella. This was silly because was Carmella, great. first of all, like when has that not been Carmella's character? Like she's always been the princess and money, 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 whatever. And also in the kayfabe world, that room is so tiny that Carmella didn't realize that Sasha Banks was standing there the whole time. And that when she put her hand in, she stared at the hand for ages and at no point realized that the hand had a body. Mm-hmm. Like I know it's I know it's camera work and stuff, but I like to think I it's it's a it's a guilty pleasure of mine just to think how that looked just behind mm-hmm. the camera. Sasha Banks just standing there, Carmella going, I hate Sasha Banks, and then going, Oh no, I didn't know you were there the whole time. Anyway, we yes, we are. We're just we're just rambling now, running over. So um uh, yeah, bank banks attacking over is nice. It was a nice little progression. It's not just Carmella beating up Banks. We got to hear Carmella actually yeah. talk for a bit. Banks beat us a little bit more physicality from her end. Cool. I'm still not super into the feud, but at least it wasn't the same stuff all the time, mm. which is nice. Then we had the main event of Kevin Owens versus Joseph, which we've spoken about. Overall, I thought this was a pretty good show. Um, the the um, Corbin Murphy stuff was absolutely baffling to me. I did not understand that at all. Don't know where it's going, but sure. Pretty much everything else was pretty good. Intercontinental yeah. Championship pictures looking great. Bianca Bailey, I'm super into. The Roman Reigns Jey Uso stuff was amazing. Jey Uso, especially on this show, absolutely killed it. Um, yeah, I gave it a three out of four this one i thought yeah, it was really good i i would have done the same but what did our lovely fans think on our twitter poll mm, yes oh uh, well they has... they agree okay sorry you i did, did it too early ahead. you did yeah uh well, if you head on over to our twitter page at russell underscore tv uh we're doing polls over there now because <gasps> youtube's taken the poll feature away so we do them on twitter now and <laughs> as you can see 54.4 percent of people voted for good and 19.7 went one higher with excellent and i've got to agree with the majority here i thought it was a very good show sometimes i feel like people just go on it without looking at watching the show and just click terrible because they're trolls but there you go i I don't think anyone could watch that and go that was terrible yeah Uh, but yeah i I I think if someone particularly hates roman reigns and ju so i'm sure they could probably hate that show because it was a lot of it but I don't. I really enjoy it. So yes, absolutely. Okay. No, I think I think that is a that is a, a majority good. So I, I think that is a very fair vote. Well done, fans. Yes, well done. So I've got an email here, Andy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I'm quite interested to read out, uh, based on a chat we had on last week's uh, SmackDown podcast. Uh, an email here from Oliver that says, Hello, Pete and Andy. This is my first time reaching out uh, to you, so apologies if this is a little long. It's not. Uh, what inspired me to send this email uh, was when you spoke uh, when you spoke on the last SmackDown review, that being the Ungame. 
Oh, um, I thought it might be there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I reacted strongly to this in a positive way, since I very much can relate to your thoughts about the game and how it made you feel afterwards. A few weeks back, I went to a camp which consisted of workshops about the idea of being social and meeting new strangers. It's something I'm surprised by myself. Uh, I, pa- I participated in since I've always been a very antisocial and introverted person. At this camp, we all shared a lot that we've usually been scared of talking about with others, and it really made me feel like a heavy weight was lifted off me. I guess what I'm trying to say is that reaching out and sharing with others and pushing your boundaries are very powerful actions and shouldn't be underestimated. I'd like to conclude uh, this email with a warm thank you for all the content you've been publishing lately. The SmackDown reviews are by far my favourites, and I love you two's chemistry. Thank you, and thank you again. Much love from Sweden, with kind regards, oh, Oliver. Sweden? I'm yeah. from there. I'm getting, my, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting my Swedish passport next week, in fact, mm. uh, which will be fun. Well, thank you, Oliver. Yeah, no, uh, I, I, we're proud of you for stepping out of your comfort zone. Uh, Absolutely. Doing, uh, doing that, going to that camp. This was some, something I do wish I'd, I'd done when I was a bit uh, a bit younger. Um yeah, no, that that's awesome that uh, that you you did that, and it's and yeah, I, I I totally understand the the whole weight off weight off the chest uh, sensation. It uh, it really does help. So uh, it does, yeah. Well, well done on that. And, yeah, well uh, done for that. And the ungame still great. Um, it is still yeah, great. still great. Um, yeah, thank you very much for that for that email, Oliver. Um, got some other stuff to talk about. Some stuff that's happened lately. Mm. How about, first off, Cinemania yesterday over on Cineworld's YouTube channel, um, yes. where Luke was actually the quiz master this time, because Adam does so many quizzes, he was a bit quizzed out. So mm. Luke is now the host for Cinemania, because he bloody loves movies and bloody loves quizzes, so it fits. Um, plus, no one could beat Luke, so yes. that also makes sense. Uh, so this time it was me and Ollie uh, from WrestleTalk uh, facing. There was also a Pokemon uh, YouTuber by the name of Birdkeeper Toby, who actually I knew from back in the day when I used to have a Pokemon YouTube channel. He was part of the community and stuff. Uh, I n- never met him personally, but I think I know people who know him. And I think like we'd probably been in the same kind of area when we went to like conventions and stuff. We'd probably been around each other, but never like actually met properly. And uh, and another lady called Kim, who Luke has known for ages, who edits for a website called Fandom.com. Uh, so it was the four of us competing. Comic book movie themed. God, that, was, that was the only way that I was okay with doing that quiz. Because if it was just about movies in general, or like horror movies or something, nope, comic book movies, I'm okay with that. Like, um, the only reason that I won Quizlemania this week was because I was with Tempest, really. Mm. um although it wasn't a particularly trivia based quiz but like it 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 helped but with cinemania i would i think on the horror one when the the last one you guys did or that that they did i may have got three points like yeah i I, I don't even know if i'd have done that i would have got the jaws theme because everyone Mm -hmm. knows the jaws theme i might have got the exorcist theme because it's very famous but Mm -hmm. that's and I might be able to guess. And I, if I just like guessed Halloween for every single film, I probably might have got like two points out of that. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I really don't want. I, I did, were you working for Wrestle Talk when we when we went to the cinema and watched the, the like the latest Halloween film? No, I wouldn't See, have I, watched it anyway. I don't I like there. horror films, and I, when I knew famously don't like horror films, but Luke was pissed off with me after the film because I wouldn't stop 
squealing next to him because luke doesn't luke luke loves horror films so he doesn't yeah. get affected by anything but i was sitting there with my, like my hands on my face <laughs> like <laughs> and he afterwards he's like why were you so scared and i was like i don't like horror films the only reason i've come because it's scary like i'd only joined wrestle talk like the week before like full time i was like i just i just wanted to bond i just <laughs> wanted to be friends um, so yeah well but in contrast to you though I did all right on Cinemania yesterday. Right. Yeah, I came second. I, I probably uh, would have yeah. done. I probably would have done better on comic book films, but not by much. Yeah. Like I've I've watched a lot more of those. I've watched almost all of Marvel, and mm-hmm. I've watched like a bunch of the DC. Like I haven't watched like Justice League or Aquaman or any of those ones. But I mean, I've watched all the Dark Knight and the Batman Begins and that sort of stuff. Um, but knowing Luke, it was probably more about comic book films from the 1980s and luckily it wasn't and oh. luckily the questions were generally quite favorable like if you've seen a movie that's fine you don't need to know the directors or the actors or stuff like that which i was quite thankful for because that would have been my downfall but you know there, there was there was the classic like you know here's some ebay for some items from ebay which we had to guess prices on which was fine there was a round that i was really good at was what's this stanley cameo movie from what's mm. this cameo uh in what movie is it from which i did really well on uh which was nice there was also bits of music which i did okay on as well um and uh but then it got, then it got to the eliminator round and like i knew a lot but it wasn't it's was just quite not, not enough. enough compared to everyone else um which was which was a shame but yeah well speaking of quizzes um I, you probably know one of one of the, the telltale signs that Adam has has got too much in his plate at the moment was was that he kept writing all the things on a piece of paper instead of showing it and, and showing it on the screen. I don't know if you noticed that because of mania, yeah. Uh, but or like not flashing things up. So yeah, Adam is a is a hardworking man. But uh, I would just like to thank everyone in the comments for giving me all the answers uh, once again. <laughs> uh, I'm incredibly grateful. It it is amazing how for. 99% no one says anything and then I get a slightly difficult one they're like oh my god oh my god Such this guy and it's like Denise has just got the nasty boys who I've never heard of <laughs> and, no, and everyone's like wow Denise amazing and then I go is it Smoking Guns who are much more famous and people go what Smoking like, how would you get like, that someone said that in the chat and it's like Yes, you say every single answer in the chat. Probably, yep. I would imagine that's what the chat yeah. is for. If you don't want, if you if you're that scared about someone looking at the chat, don't write all the answers in the chat. Mm-hmm. Um, I just yeah. So I I keep going afterwards. I'm like because I'm that sort of person who gets things into my head. I'm like I'm, I don't want to do Quizlemania again. <laughs> Because I, I just get so worked up about people, like one, like three people going like, oh, Andy chat, like one person tweeted me saying Andy chats and which is quite clever, but That's like a funny part. But yeah, I just sort of think it's, it's that kind of thing where someone's like, oh, your mum's like, I, 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 I slept with your mum or whatever. And mm-hmm. then the, the best way, if, by the way, if anyone says that to you to counter that is just to lean into it and go, yeah, yeah but not after I did first or something like that, then they'll realise, oh, that's that's weirder <laughs> than what I said. So now I can't... They've kind of owned themselves. So yeah. obviously that's a weird... Uh, not the best example. Yeah, that's not the best one because you did basically, just own yourself. Basically, if someone's being an idiot, just own it and then 
then they won't be able to take yeah. to make to take the mick out of you for it. But uh, yeah, so uh, I am now a, I guess, Grand Slam champion in Quizlemania. Technically, uh, I guess, there are yeah. Two titles. Yeah. Uh, I, oh, I guess a Grand Slam champion would include Cinemania, but I'm never going to win that. Um, no, that's true. Yeah. So uh, it's also not on the same channel. But, Wait, um, no. Oh, no, no. That means Ollie's not a Grand Slam champion because he's never won the singles Quizlemania exactly. title. So he's done yeah. tag well, and Cinemania. Champion. But I have. Luke's Luke is Grand Slam. As well. There's lots of different mm-hmm. championships to win. That's true, yeah. Um, but, Pete, I've got a couple Hello. of questions for you. Oh, no. I was uh, on a walk on shocking thursday yes i was either thursday or, or friday and i and i saw that i had a a notification from discord <laughs> oh no and i was like oh that's weird like oh, no. that, that only mean that i mean someone's either dm'd me or i've been tagged in something mm-hmm. and i opened it and all it was said was pete quinnell message chair and then i was like yeah. chair and i clicked on it and oh. you had already deleted it uh-huh. Pete, explain what happened because I don't. I still can't figure out what happened. Okay, so I what the chair that I currently have, the chair that I'm sitting on, is very good, and it's also the same chair that you have. Um, and uh... <laughs> wait, let okay, wait. I think I let me guess. You were thinking about the chair I have, therefore you mm-hmm. were thinking sort of about me kind of on the sort of in the same thing you were going to go and google a chair but you were still thinking about me and therefore you typed chair and pressed enter and realized that you weren't on google i was actually trying to search through our messages to find Uh, the link to the chair but when i clicked on the search bit on discord it apparently didn't click so instead i just typed in chair on the actual message rather than searching through our messages to try and find the link for the chair so then i realized that i just sent you a message saying chair and i was like oh no so i just quickly deleted it and thinking that you wouldn't be able to see it but you did see it and then messed me and i said no go back on your walk it didn't happen don't know what you're talking about i see i see yes well i have i have that, that 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 makes that makes a lot more sense than just yeah, the word. Does, yeah. But I have, I have I have two more things before we. Before oh no! We I feel like I'm being interrogated. The first, uh, no, it, it, I've I've run out of questions for you. When I said a couple of questions, I meant one. Okay. Um, I feel like we since we had snack clash uh, mm-hmm. and Andy problems, we've we, we've run short on segments and and reasons for people to to email into us and. Okay. I, I pitched you earlier this week. Oh, actually, no. So what actually happened, really? I'm, I'm, I'm covering for him. But but Pete messaged me earlier this week, said, Andy, I've had a really great idea for a new segment. And I want to be <laughs> no, I didn't. All, all about me. And he said, I want it to be called Unchopular Opinions. And I was like, oh, okay, so stupid. Guys, uh, real talk. Does that sound like something I do, or does that sound like something Andy would do? Wait, the poll is in. Yeah, they've all voted for you. Um, yeah, so we, we won't do that uh, because because I didn't want to. But what <laughs> I've noticed in the last week is how, and it's it is this is an Andy World problem, but I feel like it could turn into a segment. Mm-hmm. So, any of our listeners out there who have a name like Amy or Kaylee, or 
Brian. Basically anyone with a name. <laughs> okay. I want to know why it's spelled the way it is. Because mm -hmm. the way you spell Amy is A-M-Y. That's how you spell Amy. So you what... can't say that if someone's name is spelled a different variation of Amy, you can't say that the spelling of their name is wrong. It is wrong. So it's people... not wrong, Andy. Up with names like A I M E E. That's not how you spell Amy. There's, I saw someone called <laughs> Kaylee spelled K E I G H L E I G H. That's not how you spell Kaylee. That is just a parent going. How can I make my child's life miserable? And have to every single time someone writes their name, go, oh, actually, it's spelled like this. Like that would be like you going around with your name being P double E T. Every single person would spell it P E T E, which is the correct way of spelling it. And you would spend your entire life spelling, having to correct people. It'd be like me walking around. There was, I had a psychology teacher at, at college who, who spelled my name A N D I E. And I was like, in what world is that how my name is spelled? Like, <laughs> stop doing that. So if we got anyone listening who either has one of these stupid names or, <laughs> you can't say or, that. or went to school with someone with a ridiculously spelled normal name, I would, <laughs> I would like to know that because it makes me so angry. Uh, okay. I, I can't explain why. So I, I know you get very worked up about grammar and yeah. spelling and when people don't adhere to it properly. But these are people's names. They can yeah. be spelled however they want well, to be I spelled. To you, these people, while they don't mind their, how their names are said, they will have been pissed off their entire life that they've had to correct teachers, friends, uh, doctors, their, their selves. Like, can you, can you imagine being a child, like a three-year-old, and learn to write your name for the first time, and then turns out your name is eight times more complicated than it needs to be? I don't think a three-year-old would care about that, if I'm honest. Oh, I, I, I mean, like three-year-olds these days are all called Daenerys. Imagine trying to spell that when you're a child. <laughs> I don't even know how to spell it now. And my, my last one is, uh, is an Andy World problem. And I think that I know, we're going, I know we're going long here. But yeah. and I think it's probably something that a lot of people have experienced in the last couple of weeks. So my brother or was one of the few people who, well, many people who pre-ordered a PS5. Mm. Um, from Amazon, and he received a box with some packing tape and a uh, weighing scales in it. Um, because I don't know if you saw, but thousands of PS5s were stolen mm -hmm. by people in the depot, by drivers, by whoever else. Uh, he's managed to get a, a replacement from someone at work. But then I ordered a battery pack, uh, you know, one of those portable charger things to, mm -hmm. to go my walks. And I got a call from my flatmate yesterday saying, we just got an Amazon package for you, but it is very clearly completely empty. Um, so, and I went, and lo and behold, when I got back, yeah, it was completely empty. So Amazon drivers, if you're listening, please stop stealing my things and my brother's <laughs> things and actually everyone else's things. Mm -hmm. um, and just, I'm not going to risk buying anything from Amazon until like next year because mm -hmm. they're, because the drivers, I'm sure most of them are are fine, but there appear to be some who are uh, sort of uh, light fingered with uh, with with other people's possessions. So just be wary of that. If if you hear a knock on your door, run. 
to get it so that you can see the person running off with your stuff. <laughs> you Amazon and pay your taxes. That's, that's all I have to say. Yeah. Thanks, Andy. Welcome. Thanks for coming to the uh, TED Talk hosted by Andy today. Um, also known as the SmackDown Podcast Review. Thank you very much for listening, everyone, for whatever this episode was. Um, and yeah, email in and tell Andy how wrong he is about names because they are people's names. They can't be spelled wrong. They're names. Anyway, yeah, so, no, uh, you email, thought this email, is the end of the episode. Email in at A-N-D-I-E <laughs> at WrestleTalk, which is spelled R-E-S-S-A-L-T-O-R-K dot com, which has got a K and three M's. There you go. Support at WrestleTalk.com if you want to email in. Thank you very much for listening. Really appreciate you guys hanging out with us. This was a dumb episode. Uh, but we'll see you guys next week, hopefully. Bye. Love you all. Stay safe. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.